Strategic secreted shellfish triggers a fatal allergic reaction at a sidewalk cafe. Falling to the ground in anaphylaxis and carelessly blocking foot traffic, the victim grabs a piece of chalk and scrawls a final missive onto the pavement. Is it a clue to the murder? Is it a hint at the motive? No, it's Dying Message, the detective anime mystery podcast. Dying Message, where each week we watch detective anime along with a mystery guest. Today's case, Lupin the Third, the First. I'm your lead investigator, Noah Max Levine, and I was up all last night trying to solve the mystery of how to fall asleep. Quick update on what we're doing today. Uh, not quite detective anime, but we watched the pretty new movie, Lupin the Third, the First. You can find it online. We watched the English language version on Amazon Prime. There were some issues on Google Play with Audio Sync. I don't know if that's fixed or not, so just a heads up there. Um, we'll definitely spoil some of the surprises in the movie if you're planning on watching it. We're, we're not going to, you know, avoid any of the twists and turns and all the crazy thing that happens. So just a warning for you there. And we have three incredible mystery guests who all watch this movie, and we're super excited for you to find out who those are. But first, I've got to introduce our resident anime expert, Michael Savitsky, who lives with me and watches a lot of anime. That's why he is the resident anime expert. And you know, Michael, it's been about one year since I gave you a Digimon Digivice as a It's been exactly gift. a year. I, I got a uh, Facebook notification this morning that was like, you posted this one year ago, and it was a picture of my Koromon on that. So Has that changed your life? Yeah. You know I've bought like five of them since then, and the Japanese ones are more expensive because they're imported, so it's your fault. <laughs> I got you like a $20 one off of Amazon, and then you're, <laughs> you're like shipping them directly to yourself from Japan. You didn't know you were... You were uh, tapping into my secret obsessive past. <laughs> I did not. You have a history with Digimon. It's not a problem. It's 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 a joy. Uh, what have you got for us today, Mike? I guess we can talk about Phantom Thieves today. Lupin is a sort of atypical Phantom Thief, which is funny. So this, the idea of a kaito or a Phantom Thief in like Japanese literature is pretty much inspired by the original Arsène Lupin. Uh, or is it Arsène Lupin? I've always said Arsène. But in this dub, they said our in this dub they said our scene, and I was like, "Is that right?" Well, you're not our French pronunciation expert, so <laughs> you're off the hook on that one. <laughs> yeah, but in literary examples, our scene Lupin is probably one of the most uh, classic examples. This idea of a like a very performative thief who might like leave a calling card and announce that he's going to steal something and then steal it right out from underneath uh, the authorities' noses, and we see that a lot in anime. We see that in Detective Conan with Kaido Kid. Uh, we see that in Persona Five with the Phantom Thieves. Yeah, so it's like a whole trope. And it's funny because despite being inspired by Arsène Lupin, Lupin III himself is like an atypical example because he does all those things, but he's very goofy uh, and very floundering. <laughs> and the Arsène Lupin stories were like written in in French in the early 1900s, and the original ones crossed over with Sherlock Holmes. He wasn't allowed to use Sherlock Holmes, so they ended up calling him, I think, Herlock Sholmes or something. <laughs> Oh, and incidentally, uh, I accidentally uh, committed a great crime uh, when I was first in college many years ago uh, because I I borrowed like a semi-rare Arsène Lupin book from the library and I lost it, but they, they randomly thought I returned it on time, so I never said anything about it, so I kind of stole a rare book. 
about a phantom thief that's (laughs) a recurring theme today is all the things all of us have stolen (laughs) (laughs) yeah the phantom thief animes and the thief animes are very strongly connected to detective anime so i think that's why we're watching this the other thing i want to say and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit at the end but we're planning on taking a bit of a break from posting new episodes um at the start of 2021 but we'll be back with a bunch later on so just a heads up on that if you're listening to this but we gotta we gotta meet our guests We've kept them waiting long enough. (laughs) So, there's three of them. Our first guest this episode is a comedian and actress and a mom. Joining us are her two kids. Now, the three of them have been in a Burlington coat ad and a print ad for Monopoly, and they once committed the daring and accidental tic-tac heist. I've cracked the case. It's Tanya, Brandon, and Monet Morgan. Hi! Hi, Noah. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> Thanks so much, all of you. So uh, how old is everyone? Tanya, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Let's start with that. <laughs> I am 11. And I am 9. So Brandon's 11 and Manet is 9. And yeah, this is like kind of a kid slash family movie or that's how it's billed. It was a CG animated film. Do you all, have you all seen a lot of like, Pixar movies or other animated movies? Yes. Yes. We watched a lot of Pixar and Disney. (laughs) (laughs) What's like your favorite recent or or a Pixar movie you've seen? Toy Story. I I don't know if this is a Pixar movie. Which one? Is it like, isn't it called Sing? Come up here. Oh, Sing. Sing. We used to watch that movie all the time. I don't know. Sing is not Pixar. I forget what that studio is. Illumination Studios? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Toy Story We used to watch the movie all the time. Yeah, we watched Sing probably more than we watched any other other type of movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. So if we were all singing animals, what animals would we be and what songs would we sing? (laughs) (laughs) I would be a monkey for sure. Okay, Brandon. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) What a raccoon? (laughs) So a monkey, a raccoon. I I love horses. So <laughs> majestic. Um, and uh, this time of year, I love Christmas music. So um, I think a good Wham song. What? Wham. Oh, sorry, they don't know Wham. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn. Wham. You'll learn. But Christmas That's music. We would sing Christmas music right now. I yeah. I, I like. I'm glad you came. That's my favorite song. I'm glad you came. Yeah. Who's that by? Mm. On YouTube. Oh, it's a YouTube song. Okay. It's a YouTube song. I'm glad no. you came. I don't know that one. It's not. It's on YouTube, but it's a song that you can listen on the radio, too. Okay. The Wanted. The Wanted. Oh, yeah. The sun goes down. The stars come out. That's Yeah, I remember this song. Oh. That's a really uh, appropriate band name, The Wanted. The Because <laughs> Lupin is a wanted thief. Oh. <laughs> um, I'd be a fox... I would. I, nobody likes them, but I would be singing parody songs. Mm. Weird Al the Fox. I love parody songs. <laughs> I was. I was trying to think about it, and I'm for, for sure for sure be a dog. And I guess I'd be like a Weimariner because I'm like kind of gangly and like long. Uh, I don't know what I would sing though. Probably something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of uh, movies in this series. And I'm curious if you all, any of you have seen any anime or Japanese animated films or TV shows. I have. What have you seen, uh, Brandon? I watch, I watch stuff like Naruto, Hunter x Hunter a little bit of that. Ooh. Um, what's it called? 
if you describe it, Mike can probably guess I'll what it is. I'll probably know what it is. Can you describe it? No. You can't describe it? How long ago did you want to this out? He's rubbing his non-existent beard while he's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows. Um, well, can I tell you the one I used to watch was Speed Racer. Uh, That's what I used to watch back in the day. I've never watched I watched a little bit of Avatar. Avatar? Yeah. I've watched. I, I haven't watched the movie, but I've seen the clips of it. Of Avatar? Yeah. Do you watch anime now? No. I like anime. <laughs> <laughs> and My Hero Academia. That's it. Oh. oh, yeah. That's a big one right now. Yes. Michael, have you seen a lot of Hunter x Hunter? Hunter Hunter? Uh, there is an X in the title, but you don't actually say it. Weirdly. Well, I like to say it's it. It's one of those very Japanese things where it's like, it's there, but don't talk about it. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen all of it that's been animated. Uh, I have, I'm not up to date on the manga, which is a bit ahead of where that ended. Yeah. But that, that manga gets waylaid a lot because the, uh, the author is constantly too ill to work on it. Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't read manga. Also, the artist is married to the artist of Sailor Moon. Fun fact. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Two artists um, that are married together. <laughs> what about mysteries? Do you all like mysteries? Kind of. It depends how, it depends how hard they are. So do you like mysteries that are hard, or do you like mysteries that are easy? Uh, a little bit medium. <laughs> you want to be able to figure it out, but you don't want it to be, like, too obvious. Yeah. Right. I like I like mysteries a lot. I haven't watched any of the mystery animes. I've heard of something like Death Note. Isn't that a mystery anime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard of that. You I might haven't... not be old enough for Death Note yet. <laughs> oh, really? He's not old Maybe. enough for Death Note? It's not violent, but it is literally about murder, so. Is it? It's like magic murder, but it's it's about a basically the death note is a notebook, and if you write someone's name in it, that person dies. <gasps> so the so the main character uh, decides he's going to change the world by punishing all the criminals and pretending to be a god. So it's like a whole thing. And there's like oh, a detective, wow. and like, okay. there's like a detective. And the detective name is like Light. I'm pretty sure. I've watched. Uh, Light is the like bad that. guy. The the, oh. the detective is L. Okay. Oh, all right. I might have to watch that with you one day. El Viano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not super long, and it's pretty popular. I should, okay. I haven't seen it yet. So when you're talking about the mysteries you like, are you talking about like a book, maybe a book that you've read or a movie that you've watched? I'm talking about a book. What a books? What book? A Magic Treehouse. There's one of my favorite. Um, my favorite mystery that they have to solve is it's like a series basically and they have to like they get this poem from from someone and then they have to like solve they have to get solve it and try and get the correct word that um and if you get the correct word the word will light up in the poem I used to read Magic Treehouse all the time. There's probably a million now. Oh, yeah, there <laughs> there's, two, there's two series. There's a, yeah, there's a whole separate series of it, too. Are they older in this second series? Is that what it is? Uh, No, they're like the same They're age. still the same they're age? Like, they're like one year older. Oh, okay. But now they have cell phones. I don't know. This, I know. <laughs> I miss this one entirely. Cell, phone, cell phones aren't very useful. The, the Magic Treehouse travels mostly in time, right? Uh, back yeah. in time. Yeah. They, they travel back in time? Yeah. I think a don't cell phone like, so I learned might a come in, in handy if you go back a hundred years. Like a, go into a book. So they open up a book. There's like tons of books, and they they leave a book like on the floor, and that book changes where where it used to be, and it changes to a different book. 
they open it up to a bookmark that was in it, and they point to the page and say, I want to go there, and and it starts to go there. That's, like that's really cool. The wind blows. Yeah. Oh, man. She's spread them all. If I had a magic tree house right now, uh, how great would that be? I know, right? <laughs> Oh, like uh, an for me, tree house? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want a magic tree house, but I just want a tree house. <laughs> oh, that's fun too. Well, if there was uh, Wi Fi in the tree house, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for, for me, I like uh, murder mysteries. That's my favorite. And I've when you have to figure mystery. out who who done it. I've watched murder mysteries. You have? Yeah, I, gotta, I gotta keep a better eye on these kids. <laughs> no, you were with me. What we were watching. Like? Yeah, we were watching, and then I had to go get washed up, and then I stopped watching it. <laughs> but we watched murder mystery. Mom, you were probably watching. My it. mom definitely she had me watch uh, The Exorcist with her when I was like six. Oh, so you're you're what? ahead of the game. Oh wow! By comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a moment to uh, discuss things, you know, like we could talk about it. Something comes up. <laughs> cool. So that kind of answers our questions about like, if you've seen this kind of the kind of similar stuff to what we're watching, I guess because we're doing Lupin the Third, the other thing I'll say is if like you've ever seen any heist movies like Ocean's Eleven or I don't know, I guess there's Now You See Me. I haven't seen that one. I saw the first one. I didn't see the second one. Um but yeah, those those are the heist movies. Um, I think the Italian job was really good. That's a heist movie. Money Heist is on now. I think that's what it's called. With the, it's on Netflix. I want to watch it. I haven't watched it yet, but I think it's called Money Heist, where they wear those masks, like a German TV series or something. Yeah, something like that. That's like on my to do list to watch that. Yeah. Like I do enjoy, like actiony type of heist movies that just start out right away, like and it's rolling through the whole entire movie. Yeah. That's what I like. So let's start talking about the movie. I, I'm really curious to know what you all thought. Usually Mike will like kind of tell us a bit about it. So I think what we should do is like, so Lupin the Third. I, I was looking it up. The manga was first written in the late 60s, and then they started making TV shows and movies in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So there's tons and tons of it. TV shows and movies, and I've seen two other, mo- uh, three other movies with these characters. But I'm just wondering, like, if you had any questions about who these characters were or what was going on, or if it all made sense. Did it all make sense? You kept thinking this was like the third I, movie. Oh, I kept thinking it was the third. Like there was a Lupin one, <laughs> there was a Lupin two, and there was a Lupin three. Through the whole, the whole entire the thing. First. Right, but I didn't understand. I didn't. I had no clue. I was just like, <laughs> we should probably watch the first two movies. <laughs> no, the character is Lupin the Third. There's like a bajillion things, but they they try to be standalone with the movie so that you can watch it by itself. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. But but basically, there's a literary character uh, from like classic French literature, Arsène Lupin, who is like a thief, and the idea is that Lupin the Third is his grandson. He's half Japanese, half French. And he's just been a comic book character since like the '60s, so he's been in a lot of things. Oh, I thought Lupin looked like a monkey. Made <laughs> yeah. <he> smile. <laughs> His he big looks and, and the hair too are going all around. He was kind of sinister. Yeah, that's on purpose. He, his mouth is drawn a little bit like a monkey, and that's yeah. uh, the original comic book artist uh, used a pseudonym, and he calls himself Monkey Punch. Yes, and that was another thing that made us think of it because in the very beginning it said Monkey Punch. Yeah, he that he's drawn that way on purpose. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's we what you're supposed to think he looks like. Okay. <laughs> really yeah, he, the way he hunched over, the way he walked, and everything was like very animalistic. I really yeah. liked how um, 
normally the main character is like a good guy. He was a thief in this. I, I really like that. Normally, you're going to have like a character that is supposed to help the world. He steals things from the world. Yeah. He likes complicated characters. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I was very confused on who the main character was. Yeah. Was Lupin or Letitia. But, but then I'm pretty sure it's Lupin. Yeah. Letitia's the new character for this movie. She's an archaeologist. But, like, we had Lupin, and we also had all of his friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be kind of confusing, because they don't usually explain who they are. They just start to show up throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was there was Fujiko. Fujiko, yep. Fujiko Mine. Was Fujiko part of uh, Lupin's team? Because we weren't sure about that. Yeah. Yes. yes and no. She is part of his team sometimes and betrays him uh, pretty much all the time. It's okay. like a, run- a running gag. For, like, oh, gotcha. She, she wants money and so <laughs> oh yeah, she gets a nice haul at the end. Oh yeah, some priceless treasures. <laughs> we got uh, like a boat, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a classic uh, heist thing too, is to make a getaway on a boat. Yeah, and, and they get to do that because like James Bond. And then if the boat broke down and then oh, they were moving so slow. So <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. As soon as the movie ended, I'm like, okay, they're definitely going to catch them because they're right behind them on another boat that's not broken. Yeah, we were laughing at that one for a while. Yeah. Shouldn't have given away that floaty ball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, and then he has his other two friends, Jigen and Goemon. Yeah, Daisuke Jigen and what is Goemon's full name? Goemon Ishikawa the 13th. Oh, uh, okay. Isn't he the guy with the top hat? That's, that's uh, Jigen, yeah. That's okay. good Jigen. Okay. Is in love with the sword. That's Katana. Like, when he was running and then he just started saying his sword's name. <laughs> uh, Zan, Zan Tetsuken, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know it's something when the sword has a name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it literally, it literally means uh, the iron-cutting sword. So when he cuts oh. things in half uh, that are metal, that's sort of his thing. Yeah, he cut the armored car in half. He cut it in half. He waits, then he waits like 10 seconds, jumps then, off of it, and then splits. <laughs> he did the same with the flames. It's how anime works. I know. See, they know. For, they over here. Like, they, go, they slice half something, half and then they try and go like this, and then as soon as they close it, it slices as, in half. Oh, as soon as they put yeah. the sword away? Yeah, okay. It's like... <laughs> you may not have picked up on this, because I think they were trying to downplay it, because there wasn't a lot of like gun violence in this movie. Uh, but Daisuke Jigen, the guy with the the hat, he's supposed to be like a marksman, but they only had him use an anti-tank rifle against a plane in this one. He didn't shoot anybody. So oh. that's he shot a couple people in a, um, when they were taking over the that facility at the end. Mm. You were talking about like when we cut that car in half. The other thing that happens in that car chase scene is he shoots a bolt off of a highway sign. <laughs> he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He yeah. shot a bunch of them. Like, that was the only one we saw. But then, like, four or five of them fell. Like, you could see the bolts fall. He yeah. shot, so he shot a bunch of them yeah. off. Because he, he, yeah. he shot he shot a bunch of times. And then he, somehow, he, like, he didn't move his hand at all. It just broke the ground. So that was the clue for us to know that he was a marksman. Yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then the other kind of, the other character who's always around in Lupin movies is Inspector Zenigata. Yeah, he was he's funny. supposed to be oh. like he's supposed to like try and get him, but he's never going to yeah. get him. So, <laughs> so it, it, he got he was in a desert, 
he he like he fell from the sky to say to save Letitia, and they were they got in the no, no, they were no, in the desert. One get Lupin, and Lupin, yeah. he made like a robot swinging like this. Yeah, <laughs> and then they hop in the plane. So, but but he no, they there was like a car with um everybody in it, and they they caught Letitia and everybody else, but except for Lupin. And they just went <laughs> around Lupin, and Lupin just fell. Oh, she oh, saw that. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. When, you, when, when they, they jumped threw, the when they were jumping off the plane yeah. into the car. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 <laughs> and then, okay. Okay. like that didn't happen, he didn't know how to get out of the out of there. So, he so swerved. he said, he, he swerved. Said, yeah, he said that there was only one person that that would follow him, and that was the inspector. Because <laughs> he's so desperate to catch him. Yeah. yeah. And the inspector was like, oh, he jumped onto the plane, latched onto it, swinging, and goes, Where are you so are you gonna surrender while he's swinging? <laughs> well, you can imagine this is a character that's been trying to catch him since the late nineteen sixties. So oh, wow. he's not that great at it. <laughs> he's dedicated though. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I liked that, and then they end up teaming up, which is kind of a thing you kind of a thing that happens sometimes. I was really surprised that even the pilot came out of the ship. Like every single person came out of the ship, even the pilot. <laughs> that's true, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I wrote that down that all those police officers left the helicopter completely unmanned, and they just yeah. took <laughs> off. And they t- and the robot was just so there. I thought my thing was that maybe um, Fujiko knocked him out. I was just making that up. <laughs> the pilot, she could have. Just yeah. off screen. <laughs> they kept running. I feel like they would like show the pilot thing. on the floor. Or at least they would show him. You're probably right. So let's talk about like some of the first few things that happened in the movie. Okay. So the first thing is the the like prologue, the flashback, which kind of just sets up the plot. There's this diary that they're trying to find. We see Letitia as a baby. The villains are all Nazis, so the Nazis are trying to get the diary. And I don't know. It's very, um, like, I don't know, film noir, dark, kind of broody, mysterious opening. Yeah. And then there's the theme song. Lupin the third. Very James Bond. James Bond. Very early James Bond for me. Who's James Bond? I've heard of James, but not James Bond. Uh, he was a spy, or I guess he's still around. They still make James Bond movies. Not appropriate for you guys. Uh, but yeah, it so reminds me. Impossible? Yeah, like it reminds me of that kind of stuff, like Mission Impossible. Yeah. Well, the thing is, this is the same song they've been using since the seventies. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and it's the same composer, a, a jazz musician apparently named Yuji Ono, who has done the music for like all these movies over the years. Wait, That's cool. From the 70s. From the 70s, the same composer doing the music all this time. Yeah. Those old days. He's old. He's like 80-something. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. The, uh, the the original artist, Monkey Punch, he actually just died last year. He was, yeah, in April 2019. Oh, wow. How old was he? He said he was in his 80s. 80s? He said they were doing it since the 70s. That was only like 40 years ago. Oh, 40 years ago. Yes. Oh, what? Well, <laughs> in the 1700s? Yeah. I can't. <laughs> What? 50 years ago, Tanya, it's 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> Not the 1700s. 1700. No. Wouldn't he be dead already? No, that would be more like dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> Like Beethoven. Beethoven, who's that? Beethoven. <laughs> 
Well, as far as dun 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 So that that would have been the theme song for Lupin <laughs> if it was in the 1700s. <laughs> I liked the beginning because it just started right away with the the car chase. Like we got the prologue and everything, and then it was like right there. Well, they were in the mu- they were in like the museum opening. Yeah, and there's a very classic thing of Lupin being in disguise. Mm-hmm. Did that surprise you all when he took his mask off? It was creepy. I, it it was, didn't surprise me, but it was well, creepy. what mask was it? Because it was like it was like an old man mask. Oh, it was like, was it the mask where like um because they were making this black hole thing and then he stood up? No, no, he does it again. No, Remember in the beginning? Oh yeah, he does it twice. He takes off a mask twice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so basically a, a police officer comes in the museum delivering a card that's from mm-hmm. Lupin saying Lupin's going to steal it. But it turns out that police officer is Lupin in disguise. And he takes right. off. And it, I thought it was really clever. They never really did this. But because Lupin wears masks in just about everything. He does it a lot. Uh, and she, uh, Leticia clocked him because she said he, it didn't, he didn't break a sweat even though he was running. Because it was a mask and you wouldn't have sweat on top of the mask. You wouldn't. Oh, yeah, well, that's what we figured that that was him when Letitia told us that that was him. <laughs> well, at first, I would I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I had no he idea. Like, Here, let me take this. I was like, yeah, oh, that's, right. That's when Brody figured out that he was being creepy. <laughs> I was surprised that he Sorry. didn't wear masks more often throughout the movie, though. Like it was in Pretty the very beginning, and then at the very end. I hated that the mask. I when the big broadcast, it was so stupid. How did he <laughs> yeah. fall for that? How did he How fall for that? Uh, oh. <laughs> There's a fake broadcast, like, like under this rubbish metal and stuff, and he actually thought it was, like, a guy that he saw that he died, but he thought that he was actually still alive because of the... Yeah, we might as well say the guy he disguises himself second is, is literally Hitler, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't know about that yet, so... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was so- yeah, that's a pretty yeah. surprising element of this movie for me. Yeah, the whole the whole this whole plot line of maybe Hitler, who is like a very no a person from history mm-hmm. who died in 1948, as they say. Uh, but in this movie, they were saying maybe he might still be alive. That was surprising for me too because I read the I read like the the little the the details of it, and it said the Third Reich, and I was like, wait. This is about Nazis. Oh, okay. And then they had a picture of Hitler. I was just really surprised to see that in this cartoon I or I heard anime. In the beginning, the guy was like, "I wouldn't give anything to you, Nazi thing." Yeah. And at the end, Lupin was like, "Uh, I finished what you started, Grandpa. The Nazis are dead." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a little reference when he unmasked himself as Hit, or before he unmasked himself as Hitler, uh, that I, I think probably I was the only one who clocked, but he was admiring. Uh, the one, the gray-haired guy, I forget his name. Uh, he, he had a, a Walther, like, C-39, I don't know, some other model. Oh, but yeah. But that was sort of a reference to the fact that Lupin classically has a Walther P-38, and I think they've stopped using it in the anime recently because, like, two years ago, uh, Lupin the Third fan committed, like, a chain of robberies using a fake Walther P-38. Yeah. So he doesn't, I don't think he uses it yeah. in any adaptions anymore, but it was classically the weapon he used. And we wow. sh- and we should say if you all liked this, like there's a lot of Lupin the Third out there, and it varies. Like some of it is family friendly, and some of it is very not family friendly. <laughs> like Castle of Cogliostro. Oh yeah, yes, Castle of Cogliostro is perfect. Yeah, is great. Okay. Uh, but some of the TV shows, from what I understand, no. No. Okay. <laughs> um, but this one definitely, like as a CG film, they're like kind of playing up 
And I think that's another reason there's kind of maybe less gunplay than in some of the other movies, because to to make it more uh, family friendly and all that. So right, so they like have the they steal the thing, or they, they there's there's a bunch of people who steal the diary, and they all steal it from each other. We talked a little bit about the car chase. I don't know what were other like big action moments that people really enjoyed. My favorite part was when Lupin used they were at like where they're trying to get to the eclipse thing. Yeah. Lupin was like about to go into like the big circle, the death chamber thing. And and then he sees his grandpa's hat and he throws mm-hmm. on the guy's hat and see if it works. And then he just like zip lines across the entire thing and it was so cool. <laughs> and like That was really cool. There's multiple ones by the, from the side, then he grabs onto a cane and then goes Yeah. Yeah. He grabs his grandpa's cane. That was his grandfather's cane. Yeah, he was right. his grandfather. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like it says the second on it. Yeah, it was his. Okay. By that point the movie's essentially become indiana jones like they have a diary that leads them to this lost ancient treasure and there's three trials that are dangerous and you have to get through them and that's the third trial is the lasers yeah and you know it's so it's going to be cool because the theme song starts playing again yes and that always happens when something cool is happening i thought that was really cool too mom was always like mom and dad when we were watching it they were like oh this is like indiana jones you should watch indiana jones (laughs) (laughs) indiana jones is the best movie ever yeah it's so much like Indiana Jones. The other thing about Indiana Jones is that the villains are all Nazis. Oh. That's right. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much like parallels there. Um, but you, you should watch it. And it's then, just like a goofy version. Yeah. I, my, favorite, my favorite part was when, or like for the action, was when um, I don't know the guy with the scar threw a Leticia out of the plane. And Lupin didn't even think about it. Like, he dove out of the plane oh, to yeah. save her. And then he goes, oh, hey, little girl. Yes. <laughs> didn't expect to see you here. So <laughs> goofy. <laughs> and you think, like, maybe he has, like, a secret hidden parachute or something? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Little girl didn't expect to see you. That's what, yeah. that, I thought that um, they actually liked each other. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought at the... At the like, beginning, when they captured him, and he was like, oh, I got to surrender, I thought the guy with, like, the scar on his face was, like, Lupin smiled at him, so I was like, oh, they're on the same team. But the end oh, oh, yeah, he thought that the scar guy and Lupin were working together. But they weren't. <laughs> they made a smirk, smirk at each other. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, my, my favorite part was when they were holding on to the guy with the scar, and, and he was holding it because they made a black hole, like, sucking up the shit. And he had the picture in his hand, but um, the guy with the scar was holding onto his wrist. And uh, um, Lupin, I thought, he, um, I thought Lupin was trying to save him, but he, I think he was actually just trying to save the picture. But it surprised me because then when when um, the guy with the scar fell, he um, he actually threw the picture with him, mm-hmm. and I thought that Lupin was dead in the. Um, in the black hole but the like eye from where the um like from that yeah yeah the floaty ball yeah Yeah. and he and he actually kept it and that's what saved him (laughs) i I wasn't expecting that i just thought he was gonna fall into the water (laughs) (laughs) like he fell from the sky before but i did tell them i was like movies nowadays kill off the main character all the time so he could be dead (laughs) 
<laughs> and then he shows up. Yeah, there's a lot of fun, like, anti ancient anti-gravity technology. So he has, this, like, this little ball mm-hmm. that he floats down from the sky on. I was just remembering this funny thing that happens at the beginning when they're when they like catch him on the rooftop. There's like a whole bunch of the policemen that dive onto Lupin. Oh yeah! <laughs> and then he like escapes apparently by getting rid of his clothes, and he gets out in just his underwear. Like they had grabbed onto his clothes, but um, but that's how he's able to get out. That's a reference to a very classic uh, Lupin sort of trope scene that they used in like openings and stuff like that. Uh, which also speaks to how they've sort of made the the franchise a little more family friendly. Because it used to be this classic scene where uh, Fujiko would be laying in bed just covered by a sheet and Lupin would come in and he would swan dive out of his clothes towards Fujiko and then a boxing glove on a spring would punch him from underneath the sheets. That does happen in Castle of Cagliostro, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does, yeah. That, that's very Warner brother brotherly. <laughs> Well, well, Tanya, the, the boxing glove comes from a specific place under the sheet that I'm sure that now that I've said it, without <laughs> explaining it, you'll, you'll be able to picture. <laughs> you saw just a little bit of it in this movie, but Lupin traditionally like does a lot of womanizing. Oh, yeah, he's a perv. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the, the well, let me not say all, because his two guys, they were okay. But the way they treated Leticia was horrendous. The way the men treated her, I was kind of like, uh, <laughs> this is not how you treat people. Like, the guy was like, whenever he would see her, he would go, hmm. like, <laughs> Remember at the end when they were on the boat? Yeah. Oh, and the inspector. They yeah, saw the inspector. Look, and they all went in yes, order, right. in order, too, like, as they passed. The, the policemen, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she did it too because I didn't think she was gonna do it, but she did. She's gonna look so. She's like, <laughs> yeah. As they over the years, as they transitioned Zenigata from like a very gruff character to a very goofy character, he became the one who respects women, where uh, Lupin disrespects women. Yeah. So, <laughs> not a good trait. But yeah, but uh, the one of the bad guys, Lambert, pretends to be um, Letitia's grandfather for years. He he takes her home from the orphanage, and he essentially raises her just to use her to try to get the diary. And I was thinking, like, wow, you know this is a bad guy because of the way he treats her. Like, yeah. just kind of manipulating her to get her to do what he wants and holding her dreams of becoming an archaeologist over her head. Like, he's really mean to her. Yeah. I mean, his introduction was he murdered her parents and then adopted her. So that's pretty that's messed true. up <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. He, uh, but then at the end, he, you know, saves her life. I was very confused by that. Yeah. Yeah. He took a bullet for her. I was kind of surprised by that. Then I, I was thinking like, maybe there was a little bit of love there, uh, but he just couldn't see past his, like the plan that he has set in motion. Like he just couldn't get past it. It needed to be realized. Yeah. His whole character thing was this very archetypical Nazi character that, is desperate to be better than everybody else and prove it. Yeah. Uh, and she so was a he... better archaeologist than him. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The one thing he was supposed to be good at. I think that's why at the, like when they were at this like temple, that I think that's why she like ripped the acceptance letter for him, for her to go to the, um, the, yeah, archaeology. Boston university. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, university. Lupin, um, like I think he took it from the apartment and then, signed it into them and wrote like a oh, oh yeah he he used his thief powers to steal like her dissertation or something and submit it or a thesis and submit it to the college for her yeah, so it's like, yeah. yeah it was like a so good he, thing 
But so, a bad thing, he stole it, but like it was. He's, so he's a he's a very complicated character. Maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's a bad guy. I mean, he's a Nazi, so he's mostly a bad guy. But he had one redeeming moment. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about like some of the cr- crazy stuff that happened when they started exploring the temple. The first thing is something that really reminded me of Indiana Jones, which is like the bad guys tr- don't have the diary, um, and they so they try to go in without like having the thing that tells you how to survive the trials. Mm-hmm. And the one guy like implodes. He gets smooshed. <laughs> oh yeah, my gosh! I was. I, I think we screamed. <laughs> yeah, he like It looked like he disintegrated. Yes. Yeah, I think he disappeared to nothing. It spat out something. I don't know what it was. That looked like it, was it wasn't a gun. It was metal. I'm pretty sure. It was yeah, I don't know. I don't, it, it wasn't it, a gun. It balls up metal too, though. Yeah. So he just like vanished. Yeah. He vanished, and that's very reminiscent of like the Ark of the Covenant in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like the bad guys try to get their hands on it, but they don't know how, and it they all melt. they meet a gruesome they meet a gruesome end. Yeah, oh, I remember that. They sacrifice them. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they have to get the eyeball and to put it in the correct place and and find the right one because there's tons of eyeballs like mm. everywhere. It was like yeah, it was like a bunch of eyeballs um pointing at this one eyeball, and then um the guy with the top hat realized it, Lupin pulled it out. And- and then he got slammed up to the top and then slammed on the ground. <laughs> yeah, they're like running up the walls. That was pretty cool. That was cool. And then the the second one is like this circling thing of stardust. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That one was so confusing to me. No, that one was the oh. one where um I, the on. guy had to like trade his sword to get across. Like, he wanted to he wanted to leave he wanted them to leave him behind because he loved the sword that much. He said, I'll yeah. Stay. yeah, and that when they were running back, he oh, he was thinking about what is the story. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. He got it back. Yeah. So what happened here was it was basically a swirling galaxy of shooting stars. And what they thought might be the solution would be to put a piece of meteorite on the pedestal uh, to get past. Basically, they decided in this movie that the re- the origin of the Zantetsuken, uh, Goemon sword, it was that it's uh, one of the Ryuseito which is a real thing. There are five of them in Japan, and they are swords made out of meteorites, like the metal from a meteorite. Oh, wow. Uh, so they've given this sword other origins before. I don't know if this contradicts any of them. It probably does. But in this movie, they decided it's a Ryuseito. <laughs> Senigata came up with that. So they put it on the pedestal, and because it's made of meteorite, it, it activated the thing and made it into a bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was lost on that. I'm like, wait, why does he have... The thing that they need. To do the <laughs> second part. When he was walking towards it, I thought, I thought he was like, and everybody was like, you know something that we don't. Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought he was gonna slice it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what uh, katana is. I've played fruit ninja. I've cut watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, two of those. Our uh, my husband. He, oh yeah. Yeah, he has two two real ones. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Ones. Yeah. What did he? What did he think? Did he like the movie? He did. He really enjoyed yeah. it. He, but he likes anime anyway, so he really enjoyed it. You never yeah. let us I don't let you know where the swords are. They're not toys. My husband wanted to display them. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have children, so no. Uh-uh. That's not a safe maybe thing. Maybe we're like, maybe there's a secret. You'll, you'll never, home. you'll never find them. You'll never find them. Never? Um, <laughs> what do you mean? I'll find them somewhere. All right. Somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to get back to them in the bathroom. 
So the third... Go ahead, the third trial. The third trial we talked about, that's the one with all the lasers. And for me, that was the moment I understood the title of the movie, which Michael had understood from the beginning of the movie. But it, but I was like, oh, it's called Lupin the Third the First because Lupin the First was his grandfather. And like, you know, his grandfather was connected to all this stuff. So wouldn't the second be his father? Yes. Yeah. When he gra- no one cares about him. He said grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, did. it was Lupin the First. Why would you so call your he, father a grandfather? If his grandfather is the first one, then his yeah. father is the second one. The cane mm-hmm. had a two on it. So that means... Oh, did it? No, I think oh, it had. I think, I think it, it had a an L and a one. It had an. Oh, L. I thought it had a two. Oh, oh the L was. L. Oh, and, I thought it was a two. I don't know why. It, I thought it had something to do with Letitia. <laughs> you know, it's that thing where you're the only person with your name, so you put the Roman numeral one on your possessions. It totally makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you someday have a grandson who's also a thief. <laughs> um, speaking of Letitia and the letter L, there was the scene with the diary. Where they're trying to open the diary, but it's rigged to explode. Yeah, it was her name. Yeah, her name. Yeah, her name was. He just stuck the key in, but um, the grandfather couldn't figure it out because he only had one of the keys, and they had two of them, so they connected it together, and then it worked. But Letitia just stuck it into the place, and that's what made a um a minute timer go off. And (sighs) and yeah, did I miss the other? key i know yeah, so there were there were two keys at the very beginning um the grandfather gave um leticia this like it was like a part of a key it was like this really it's the medallion the medallion yeah. yes i saw i saw that and the old guy i saw him take yeah. that off the baby but where did lupon get the other one he he inherited it from his grandfather who oh. was okay who, he didn't realize this but he was uh bresson's secret conspirator many years ago and Lupin didn't know that that's why he had the second key the diary has this fancy mechanical pa- case that was apparently designed by Lupin the first oh, oh. Yeah. And then the oh. Like, oh I, he was like oh this seems this was, yeah it. right right so I I was and a little bit confused like because it, it seemed like they did have a connection already that him and Leticia had already had known each other because then i thought they were in on stealing the book in the beginning like i was like oh they're probably gonna meet up somewhere turns out they 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 do but not because it had like the lupon flowers on it and like his family had like a had like a thing with those flowers yeah like there were little parts like that so that that clears that up i was like oh they must have known each other and passed (laughs) i loved when the book was counting down it like had these numbers in the front of it that were counting down and they had just told us that the book was going to explode if you try to open it mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> um, and they're like, there's five letters on there, but it's an eight letter code. And it's A-E-I-L-T. What eight letter word can you make with that? And I, I think it's kind of crazy she didn't realize it was her own name. Well, she had no reason to think that because she didn't know she had any connection to Brisson at all. But she would know the letters in her own name. She would be very familiar with how her name is spelled. <laughs> uh, I know, I, I knew it was Laetitia. Like as soon as it said, yeah. had to put something in. I was like, "Oh, that's Laetitia." I, <laughs> it can't be. Anything. We knew more about her secret past than she did. Right, that's the thing. So maybe, maybe for her, in those moments of intense stress, maybe she didn't think about it. <laughs> what I thought of maybe. right away when they said the diary was going to explode is that a museum was going to put this on display and either, like, did they not analyze it? Did they not know it had explosives <laughs> in it? And they were just going to put it out to the public. 
That's dangerous. That is dangerous. And they've also been running around and like throwing it and yeah. <laughs> grabbing it from each other. Oh yeah. And I um I don't know who burned it, but some but someone burned it. I think it was grandfather. But and he, he burned it. Yeah. He had oh. the power of the eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. That felt a little premature to me. And like yeah. the guy was like getting the guy with the cigar was getting really mad at him, and we're all like, yeah. beat him up. He's like a grandfather. You're, you're so young. That's something I've seen. In other movies, it was reminding me of other movies because there was like this big powerful weapon that this ancient civilization had. And there's something where like a character reads a book or like and then they burn it so that they're the only person who knows it. So that's what I thought he was doing. Like now I'm the only person who knows how to operate this weapon because I burned the diary. Yeah. How, well, that doesn't know, make sense. Yeah, that's, that's what I that's what I thought because. I feel like well, they couldn't memorize it. Though. He didn't see yeah. it before he burned it. Like the did he? No, no, no. Wait, he yeah. saw him control it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he could memorize it. Write write down his own. Let's talk about the eclipse because that was pretty cool. It's some of the ways that they like that they. I don't know. It was very spark. It was a very dangerous but very sparkly weapon. <laughs> yeah, it turned that airplane into a Final Fantasy boss. Yeah, it was <laughs> at the start when um. Well, not really the start. In the middle, um, when Lupin came to Letitia's uh, house, and because of the tracker on her shoe, and um, and they he said that they were looking for like the same thing, which was the eclipse, and he said, you know, like when um the moon covers the sun. I thought it was actually that, but it was completely different. This it was something it else. It was just a black hole, basically. Yeah. Right. Is that what it yeah, was? It was, it was a- yeah. They named it after that, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, we were all thinking like, oh, oh. they're going to make an eclipse and destroy the entire world. <laughs> it does two oh. things. <laughs> it like grows these blue crystal wings and flies around, and then it has this little scorpion tail that shoots out like an instant black hole, a micro black hole, or gravity yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So my my thought was that you can use it. It control like use the controls to repair something that was missing, no matter what, even if it was a human body, like you could use it to repair what has recently been broken, but then you can also use it to destroy because yeah. it, it made like it put the wings back on the plane and then it grew this weird tail and then the thing looked like a beetle or a bug or something. <laughs> I thought it was a Pegasus before the tail. It looked like a wings look like a Pegasus. Like the plane, they shoot the wings off of the plane, and then they use the device to like regrow the wings yeah. and keep and keep. Uh, or actually, um, Goemon slices one of the wings off of the plane with his <laughs> katana. Yeah. yeah, and Jigen shot the other one off with an anti-tank rifle. <laughs> Poorly built thing. But I want to know, like, if there was this ancient civilization that had all this technology, like, how come they're not still around? <laughs> Like, <laughs> like they haven't learned uh, immortality or how to keep. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Just I like feel like, just like I movie. feel like the human body is so much more complicated than anything that can be created by science. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, don't know. I mean, the <laughs> way the way I know, but the question was if they had that type, like what they had was like all powerful, and right. the question was why aren't they still around? Well, if they all caught a disease, they don't have anything, like, they have a big weapon. That's a good point. Maybe they all caught a disease disease or something. Yeah. Who knows? Isn't that a crazy thing when there's a disease and everyone has to hide from it? 
right? <laughs> house for months and months. It's yeah. like influenza. And then it's like, there might be a civilization like that, but with every civilization, not everyone is that smart. So yeah. if the yeah. people who actually do know how to do that stuff end up, they all end up dead, then everyone else is just going to end up dying out. Oh yeah. And my question about how, how he sliced it, how, I feel like his sword was about like this big. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't big enough to get through the entire plane. <laughs> he cut a bus in half. You have to just believe. <laughs> it was huge. He had to go like layers and layers that's down. But he went one slice that's across. Years of samurai training. But See, still, they don't get it. They don't. Also, if if the wing is heavy enough and you cut through enough of it, it would fall off. Anyway. Yeah, the rest of it might. Maybe the rest of it just broke apart because right. you cut far enough. But yeah, was, but it was such a perfect slice. It, there's no way. I'm gonna. It I'm gonna say like he that. cut right through it. Like Dude, that's how long where is I this guy's arms? He can like uh-huh. reach that far down. Yeah. Or is it's not or whatever. You guys but... gotta get on board with the magic. I would <laughs> Yes, this is awesome. Come magic no ma- magic doesn't make sense sometimes. <laughs> magic is sometimes just a fantasy. <laughs> I know, but sometimes So the last thing that happened in the movie, Brandon, you you talked about this earlier and you thought this was a very stupid way for the bad guys to get caught. Like they were, they were trying to impress like the Nazis and and have this all powerful weapon, and we they talked about Ananerba, which is like a research division of of the Nazis, and so they get the bad guys get a transmission that's supposedly from this research base that's like come, uh, come here. We heard you have this weapon. We want to see you. And when they get there, they're approached by an aged Adolf Hitler in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> you okay noah <laughs> it, it's a, a, a right yeah. who who uh, before long be, i i suspected was maybe lupin in disguise pretty quickly yeah i don't know did you all think did you all figure out it was him in disguise or, or when did you figure it out well, dad was immediately like oh this is a fake broadcast <laughs> oh yeah yeah we thought it we thought it was him we, we thought knew it was him. and as soon as he standed up to try and do the thing it was was obviously him. <laughs> yeah, because he was in a wheelchair for a reason. So he, they like go on the plane, and he's showing him how to do the weapon, and he just like stands up, which is a dead, which is a dead giveaway yeah. for sure. It was, it was kind of jarring. I think and the guy was, was like, like, "Oh, you're like standing helping. instead of being like very curious." Yeah. He was like, "Oh, you're standing. Why don't you sit back down?" And the and, and he was like, "It, it's a miracle." And he was, <laughs> oh, he was, he was like, well, "What? Yes, it is." <laughs> And the the guy with the scar, his dedication to Hitler's was just insane. Like it was. I mean, that's how the Nazis worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just so scary. Like that part really was was scary. It was so insane. Yeah. He literally, he literally just like flew at him, like while he was holding onto the metal thing, and just flew at him yeah. instead of trying to leave. Yeah. So. Uh, is there any other parts of the movie that you all were really excited to talk about that that I didn't mention? Michael, Tanya, Brandon, Monet. Uh, I just wanted to mention. I, I don't know if anybody noticed, but I had a suspicion this movie was partially paid for by Cup of Noodle. <laughs> there were a lot of Cup of Noodles. <laughs> That's so funny. We talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> they just had. They just had noodles. Like who had noodles? On it was, I feel like it was noodles like, is such a like, proper oh, thing God. to have. We love noodles, but like, it's, it's just so random. Probably, I forgot his name already. 
Lupin? Lupin. It was probably Lupin who had it. Oh, yeah. He thinks Lupin has everything. But, but um, I think it's the one with the, um, with the katana because I feel like people with katanas mainly eat ramen. around. No. Not <laughs> Harry. No. <laughs> and it's just something that they slip up like... And it's well, just, I, gonna, I yeah. love ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> um, what other parts of the movies did you guys think was super exciting or that you wanted to talk about? Um, I um really liked the part when when Lupin dove after um Letitia. Yeah. Out of the plane, <laughs> and the yeah. I liked the part, the part when um uh the girl. What's her name again? Frigico. Frigico. Instead of just leaving immediately, she waited for one of the guys because she could easily escape. She waited for one of the guys to come in and then you just kick him. Oh, the part where oh. Fujiko gets herself out of and then the plane and leaves Lupin behind. Yeah. Lupin behind. Yeah. That's why I was like, what is their deal? Are they friends? Are they in this together? What's going on with that? That was a fun part too. I mentioned that to him. I was like, she probably could have been gotten out. Yeah, but <laughs> really like, nah, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I'm trying to think what was the part. I think my favorite part really was the the car chase in the beginning. I that thought, was fun. That was so fun. That was so good. It was really energetic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they have that tiny little car that they all squeeze into. <laughs> oh yeah. I thought he um, took the baby at the same time that he took the medallion. I could, I know. But then I was like, I was like, oh, maybe he took her from birth to find out he had waited all these years and then found her and adopted her was like even more chaotic, actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, that I, I just love that car chase part. Well, I remember, I remember at the beginning in the flashback when they had they had a car chase there too, and it's very like realistic and kind of scary no one could drive particularly well and they crashed into each other and i was like oh are all the car chases in this movie going to be like on the level and very realistic and nope they sure weren't like turned around and he like did like he was driving backwards and like shooting his gun too yeah <laughs> yeah there was a lot of exciting moments in this movie and we haven't talked about the animation too much, but th this is the first Lupin ever in like 3D CG animation. It's usually, you know, like what you think of as anime, mm -hmm. hand drawn. But I thought it looked great. Uh, there was a lot of cool stuff, and like the way they people moved and all the action was really well uh, animated. Yeah. yeah, it didn't it didn't serve doing a dub very well though because the lip movements are so uh, yeah, more mapped. Why? <laughs> On this I didn't notice it. I honestly did not notice it. How? Some some parts it was pretty good, and some parts it was a little noticeable. When they laughed, yeah. yeah. they, they just did this. Uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but and well, then it it sounded so it sounded so like yeah, that's, but see, like they the, could open their mouths like way bigger, like larger, so that they could laugh like that. But no, that's the way I'm used like, to it though. Like anime, that's how it was. It was never. Like the way this movie was to me didn't seem like an anime because of the way <laughs> the way I've always thought about anime is like when action happened, they weren't ever really moving, but there were like lines 
to display that they were moving. <laughs> yeah, <see? laughs> well, this is a much more expensive movie than a lot of the than say Speed Racer, which was very inexpensively made. <laughs> yeah, that moved around Speed Racer. He didn't it's actually like move. when you draw a picture and like you can't, so you have to like draw a line and then like a bubble and then write what you want them to. What you like think that. they're saying? That's like comic books. Just like yeah. you just draw the characters, you draw these three lines, and then like a cloud. And then a really simple, a really simple saying, and then and then, and then thinking, so. and then the and then the one with their saying, it's just it's just like boom, and then it's a circle. That's the classic comic books. Yeah, but I feel like at, once you like make make it like that, and there's tons of different ones above your head, it gets confusing. Like which one comes first? Which Monet, what are you talking about? She's <laughs> talking about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> If there's too many dialogue bubbles in the same panel, it's confusing. Oh, I agree. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen a comic book since Archie. <laughs> I was a little kid. I want to read you all um, what someone wrote on IMDb.com, what they thought of the movie, and then I want to hear. And I want to hear if you agree or probably not, because this is a bad review. Okay. And it sounds like we all liked it, but uh, this person said, "Truth cuts on 20th December 2020." So th- they reviewed it today. Uh, now you know when we're recording this. Uh, they said, meh, this was my first time watching anything related to Lupin, and I was not impressed. The story is nothing new or remotely original. The music was pretty good, probably the best part. The movie itself is where the problem lies. The acting was terrible. The dialogue was dull. For an animated kids movie, we laughed maybe once. They must have watched the dub. I feel like the Japanese voice actors were probably a little bit better. I disagree Oh, with oh yeah. I feel yeah. like you can laugh multiple times in the movie. If, if this is a kid's movie, and we're talking about seven, eight, nine-year-olds, oh, you're definitely going to laugh throughout the movie. Yeah, I laughed a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, actually. There were, there were a lot of moments where I, I laughed. Um, and there were yeah. moments where I was shocked that certain things were happening. Yeah, there were... I don't know. I felt the whole gamut of emotions watching it. We were entertained. I thought it was really good. One moment, like, it's all, like, sad and stuff, and then another moment, Lupin does something to make it all happy and energetic. Yeah, he does something silly or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be real. If you're the kind of person who spends your Sunday afternoon writing angry movie reviews on the internet, you probably don't have the like the most whimsical sense of humor to begin with. (laughs) I heard that... Apple like deletes like well someone deletes like the um ones that get really things that get really bad reviews. So these <laughs> two, and it was like apps to, that had to do with school and stuff. They put so many bad reviews on it so that it's so that they would delete it and we can they couldn't use it anymore. Oh yeah, that that I heard that was happening in China uh, when people were doing school from home. They would give negative reviews to the app on the store so that it would have to be removed no <laughs> <laughs> well i have to say i think we all like the movie right we yeah like, i, I like, like it i thought it was like funny there's some parts that i didn't understand well yeah that there were parts i didn't understand too it was mainly at the end where um grandfather saved leticia that confused yeah. me a yeah. lot yeah right because he's he was evil and and all that so that was pretty confusing. Um, so if like Lupin the Third the Second came out in a couple of years, would you all watch it? Lupin Third first. Lupin for Third. Lupin Third the Second. Okay. If that movie comes out in a couple of years, would you all watch it? Yes. 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 Yeah, we would watch it. 
I bet you would all oh, cool. like Castle of Cagliostro. That's a really good Lupin movie for a family to watch. It's on Netflix, too. Castle of Cagliostro. I think I saw that, the little promo thing for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's older, but it's a, a, it's got a decent budget, so it looks nice still. Okay. You got something else to I, I don't know what the dub will be like. I can't speak to whether or not it's got a good I dub. Think it's, I think it's supposed to be okay. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty beloved film. Other than all the other things we talked about, the other question I always ask is, like, did this remind you of any other movies you'd seen? So we talked about Indiana Jones. We talked about kind of like heist movies. What about you guys? What movies? And Any other movies you've seen that you're like, that this reminded you of? I feel like I can make up my own movie that's like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, mine was Indiana Jones. I was like, this is this is exactly what it feels like for me. What's Indiana Jones? Especially with, we'll watch it later. Especially with, uh, when you see the friend with the fedora. Like, that's such a big thing from Indiana Jones to have that hat. And the first Indiana Jones movie also had a lot of Nazis yep. in it. Yep. <laughs> we haven't seen Indiana Jones yet. I think there's some really scary parts in that, so I don't know. So, I'm good. I think there are, it's one of those movies where you don't remember how scary the parts are until you watch it. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, yeah, I don't know. You guys might not be ready for that one. Yeah, uh, Lost Ark is probably not recommendable. But But the the movies don't go anywhere, you know. So, Brandon, what movie have you seen that this reminds you of that you feel like, oh, Lupin is like this? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. It's its own thing. It kind of is its own thing because, like I said, we watched more Disney, the Illumination, Pixar. That's all happy kind of stuff. There's not too many ice movies. I feel like the reason why he's his own thing, it would be easier to tell about other movies if he was just a straight bad guy, didn't help anybody. But he's not. He's, he's He's like, he's a thief. But he helps people at the same time. Mm-hmm. But he only helps certain people. That's the that's the I feel like that's why I feel like he's his own thing. Well, it started off as a deal because he wanted to like see the Persian diary and then mm-hmm. he just started to evolve. And then they started becoming friends and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. What Disney movie does that remind us of? This is of course a, a big evolution for Lupin because in the in its original like in the 60s in the comic book he was mostly just a, a bad guy. Oh, really? <laughs> but the more he got adapted and the more popular he became and the more things he was in the more like family friendly and sort of sort Well, of, he does nice stuff in Castle of Cagliostro. Yeah, altruistic he becomes, early. yeah. Okay. I think Castle of Cagliostro was probably a big uh, pivot point for his popularity in Japan. I don't know. I mean, I think a little bit of Toy Story 4 because that has like an adventure feeling and they, you know, there's some like heistiness in that movie. Mm. I haven't seen that one. I kept falling asleep. Um, Not because it's a bad movie, just because I'm exhausted. But I haven't. I fell asleep during the Lego movie, so. <laughs> but I, I, I plan to watch that one. <laughs> Came out a while ago. This one time in the movie, um, oh, we were watching the movie, and then they steal the Wretched Diary because. You had it was like a safe and like it was such a big safe with so many locks on it. Lupin unlocks it and then instead of just leaving the ship, they stay in the ship and try and unlock it. Yeah, I thought that was silly. They like f- they spend all this time on the ship trying to like open the book and solve its mysteries, and then they start reading it. It's like why not just run away with all the pieces? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the first thing that I would do if I stole it. I feel like I would go into the place that they would and then 
like grab something to and then like work their magic, jump out the window or do something just to get out. I so feel like they were in the middle of the ocean. They were. Is that was that accurate? They were in the I, middle of the that would have been a problem. They would have yeah. died. They would have died anyway because it, the first time they jumped out of the um, they jumped out of the plane, because like I feel like you wouldn't be able to breathe. You need actually need like stuff proper stuff to actually do that. So, gotcha. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, jumping out of planes not a good idea. No, never. <laughs> they could have like went back into the crates. You know those crates? Maybe. Going back yeah. into that. Oh, that is crazy. But then they probably would have searched the entire ship to try and find it. (laughs) One thing we didn't talk about is how impractical Fujiko's outfit was for the first half of the movie. She was like flying around in a sequin dress. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything just on display. But then her other outfit was super cool. The pilot. Mm -hmm. Fujiko's outfit. I didn't care for uh, Letitia's outfit either. Letitia. And those little shorts. Who goes over Her shorts were pretty short. No. Yeah. It was a little Dora the Explorer, but also like a little thigh boot. Laura Croft. Laura Croft. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a blanket. Of that. I was thinking of uh, the movie because Noah and I recently saw Dora the Explorer the movie. Oh, I haven't seen and that. She made me think of that a lot. <laughs> that probably actually is, is not entirely unlike this movie. Oh, is it? It's okay. Just bigger I was watching a commercial. That's the live action one, right? Yeah, yeah it was fun, actually. Yeah, I was watching okay. a commercial for it, and like they were in some place, and they were like, "Of course, Dora's got the knife," and I was like, "Really?" Oh, <laughs> all right. So let's let's watch movie. that one. I haven't seen that one. Because doesn't her backpack have like everything in it? It does. Yeah. It's like it's like her backpack like Mary's Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> has everything on him. Well, I think it's like it's like Poppins purse, but a backpack. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's like start wrapping up the podcast. I've got a few of my like things I always say at the end of the episode, and then I've got a few more questions for you all. Okay. Um, so speaking to our listeners, just want to remind you if you saw this movie or anything we've been watching recently, you can email us at dyingmessagepodcast at gmail.com and send us your thoughts, and we'll share them with everybody uh, on the podcast. And Tanya, I didn't ask. Do you have anything you want to uh, share with the world? Places they can find you, comedy you're in, or social media accounts? Or um, I'm in an improv troupe, Daddy Issues Improv Comedy. What's that? Daddy Got Issues. <laughs> I don't know. We have Daddy Got Issues. All right. <laughs> uh, every third every third Friday of the month, Daddy Issues Improv Comedy um, streams on Facebook. And I'm also in in crowd every now and then, I guess, on Fridays. <laughs> yeah, that's on Twitch. On Twitch, mm-hmm. yes. Thank you all so much. Like, I usually spend a lot of time on the podcast explaining all the different things that have like happened and what we watched and like recapping it. And you all like remembered all the details and to- and like explained the movie so well it was it was so nice uh, <laughs> mine was straight off the dome <laughs> i had a notebook uh, and yeah so mike and i are going to be taking a bit of a break mostly me because uh it's it's the editing of the podcast that i'm taking a break from but we'll be back next year we're going to cover all sorts of newer anime we're going to get started on the wildly popular long-running detective conan and we will explain what that's about when we start watching that 
and so much more stuff next year. Oh my god, we're finally going to explain Detective Conan <laughs> after <laughs> briefly hinting at it forever. I like that one. That's the one you had me watch, right, Mike? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Tanya and I once reenacted a scene from uh, Detective Conan. <laughs> well, there's now 950 episodes of that and 26 what? movies. What? <laughs> and the and what you watched was like maybe like episodes 28 and 29. <laughs> so like way back in 1999 or something. Oh wow! You had to watch all it of it was and so memorize all the. I have to know. I know. I hate that you just said way back in 1999. I hate it. I hate it. It was. It was way back. <laughs> it was, I was so long ago. <laughs> three of us were al- alive back then. So. <laughs> <laughs> Two of you were not a thought. <laughs> so for, for the folks that are listening, uh, the biggest thing you can do to help out our podcast, wherever you're listening, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a star rating, however much you liked our podcast, give, write a comment, let other people know that you've been enjoying listening so that they'll check it out. Um, and if you're on other podcast services, you can follow us or like us, whatever you can do on that particular pod medium. Then we're on social media. If you want to stay connected with us, Dying Message Podcast on Facebook at Dying Message Pod on Twitter. Um, we haven't set an exact date for when we're coming back, but if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, then you'll be the first to know about our new episodes uh, when those start coming out. And yeah, send us that email, dyingmessagepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Um, it's nice to cover something new and fresh for you all. And there's there's something because we've been we've been talking to Tanya and Brandon and Monet for over an hour, which is also like I'm grateful for all your time and for sitting here and talking to us. Um but it, it turns out that there there was a tic-tac heist that you were going to tell us about. What went on with the tic-tacs? What happened there? All right. All right. I'll let Brandon tell that story. So we walked out to Wawa. I was thinking in my head, <laughs> I need tic-tacs. So as we walked in, I grabbed the tic-tacs and put them in my pocket, thinking, oh, I'll remember to put them back. I grab all the rest of my stuff. I grab a hoagie and some chips. We walk up to the counter, and bam, I pay for my stuff. And then we walk out without paying for the tic-tacs. And while we're walking back, I remember that I forgot to pay for the tic-tacs. So then instead of walking, instead of walking back in, I walk back in and pay for the stuff, and then we go. <laughs> what do you mean instead of walking back in, you walked back in? I mean, it sounds cool. What do you mean? He said he did it to sound cool. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to say instead of walking away, that sounds dumb. I wanted it to sound cool. Instead, so, <laughs> instead of walking back in, I walked back in. What I will say is that he's such a good kid that once he realized that the Tic Tacs were unpaid for in his pocket, it was his idea to go back in the store. Our mom oh, was, someone was like, someone was like, uh, I don't really want to go back. And I was like, okay. We're gonna <laughs> oh, that yes. reminds me when, so I did the same exact thing, except it wasn't really stealing. So I, <laughs> wow, we got, I got a, I got a slushie and we were riding bikes. I didn't really know how to ride my bike with one hand and no one else, and it couldn't go in the bag. So I just carried it and I tried to ride with one hand. It didn't go well because I had to like go oh, no. onto the sidewalk. I dropped it. It was perfectly fine. I kept riding though <laughs> and I rode over it and then it exploded. <laughs> and I didn't have to get another one. It was 
so funny. I shouldn't have laughed, but I, I did. I laughed hysterically. When the slushie exploded. <laughs> she dro- you know how those oh, wow. you know how those Wawa lids, they like suction on. And if you drop yeah. them, they're pretty okay. And she, and she dropped it and it would have been fine, but she rode over it with her bike and then it split open. It was everywhere. And I could not stop laughing. <laughs> How would you uh, describe Wawa for people that might be listening who aren't from like Pennsylvania or the surrounding areas? Wawa. Wawa, I love and I hate it. I've had so many embarrassing moments. Yeah, there's been a lot. There's a Wawa at the top of our street. So we go there often. And it's basically like a 7-Eleven or or a Royal Farms where you can get all types of delicious candies and and snacks and treats. And it is insanely expensive uh, <laughs> everything Shoot, we almost had a sponsorship from it's- wawa and now it's it's in the tubes wawa for all of the midnight snack needs the sausage crunch oh, the and you can also get cup of noodle and cup of noodles you get in three delicious flavors shrimp chicken beef <laughs> i mean instead of calling us up to sponsor our podcast they should call you all up to do a commercial they really should we need to look at it. Wawa! Oh, these are perfect Wawa kids. Wawa! 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 And that closes the case on this week's Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast, episode 28, in which we steal the show. Podcast cover art created by Miriam Bloom. Music excerpted from Solve the Damn Mystery by Jesse Spillane. Thank you again to our mystery guests, Tanya, Brandon, and Renee Morgan. Coming up, what will you listen to while Dying Message is on hiatus? When will the podcast return? What kind of person will you be when that finally happens? All that and more when we someday, soon, examine the scene of the crime for that fatal note, The Dying Message. So when you accidentally take the t- Tic Tacs, did you send a card in advance with like a little picture of your face so that they would uh, so that they would know you were coming? <laughs> I like I went back home, wrote it down, and then mailed it to them, and then <laughs> <laughs> three p.m. Sunday. Watch the Tic Tac aisle. <laughs> Wait, how how did you know it was that on a Sunday? Well, today's Sunday, so that so that was just what I said, but I didn't know. No. 3 p.m. Sunday is when we started recording this podcast. It's not so because that's we have tracking devices on all your shoes, in case you're wondering. That's not it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that there, there was, like, he, there was the tracking device in the shoe, and then there was one in the book that just someone, like, was like, oh, there's a tracking device in this book. And they just found it so easily. I think it's always nice when tracking devices flash red so that you know it's there. No, and you know that it's <laughs> I wish you made a noise that that just went. Wait, 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 wait. You make it like camouflage instead of just having some black thing on the back of your thing. Yeah. On the back of your- right. <laughs> I feel like. Oh man. I feel like, but I feel like it's amazing. It's like. And not what if? Amazing. What if you you need to pick someone who is very consistent with their things? Like if they let's say they have millions and millions and millions of pairs of shoes. But they have a job, and they have to wear these certain shoes. Pick someone like that. If they if they don't have a job, <laughs> they're wearing different shoes every day. You don't know. You're I, I, I love that logic of tracking. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
I mean, these days I'm really not wearing shoes. Right? Yeah. But I, so, like, the, the, the tracker in my shoes wouldn't move. But also, I'm not really leaving, so it would be accurate. But I still know where you are. People though. will know where you are. Because you're yeah. not going to leave anywhere. And yeah, if you're going to leave the house, you're going to put on your shoes. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah. that oh. happens about, like, I'm going to say, well, for no. me, every, almost every day. But I'm not going anywhere. I'm just basically standing outside doing nothing. <laughs> Uh, it's nice to be outside. Did you all enjoy the snow? How much snow did you get? Three, was, about three inches. Three inches? So, it's got to be almost exactly the same as what we got. So, yeah. like that. But the first day, it was the snow was amazing. It was it was really you could mold it. it you could make. Oh, they made a snowman. Snow you did a yeah. snowman. <laughs> and but Brandon wasn't out though, so he he didn't get to experience it. So. <laughs> <laughs> He was he was too busy on playing video games. I was not stuff. playing video games. Yeah, I was were. actually doing homework. Yeah, he was he had to do homework through the snowstorm. And oh yeah, the, uh, that's the that's the disappointing thing about n- not being at live school is there's no snow days. No, they, they had a snow day. They closed. Oh, they did. School. Yep, they closed because the teachers had to leave. Because the teachers over here have to go into the school to like stream. So they did because they school. have they, they can't bring the stuff there and he got in trouble for not doing his work so I made him stay in and do his work that's what happened we don't talk about that mom <laughs> you oh, got sorry it's <laughs> a podcast we don't talk about it private <laughs> <laughs> well I was the good kid and did all yes. my homework so uh, thank you all so much you're welcome we've had a. We had so much fun watching the movie. We had so much fun talking with you all. Yeah, this Me was a too. lot of fun. Did you have fun? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie was really good. And it brought, us to, it brought us together, too, because we haven't watched a movie together in a while, right? No. We used to watch, like like we used to watch movies all the time, but we really haven't sat down and watched a movie, all, like all of us. So yeah. that was fun. It yeah. wasn't you know, guys have watched Bryson Bryson was missing. Well, That's only my other son is 15, and he's like, I would I would have watched this movie when I was 15 it's my family that wouldn't have so 